Welcome to Rethink Real Estate. My name is Ben Brady, and this is a real estate podcast based around the principles of our non-distressed auction model and Australian real estate concepts at work today in the US marketplace. We focus on scripts, dialogues, real situations in negotiation, listing appointments, prospecting, and all concepts to do with real estate. We look forward to being real and rethinking real estate with you. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Rethink Real Estate. Ben Brady and Jason Scott here from Harcourt Auctions. Uh, Going through and continuing our prospecting series um, and talking about now prospecting versus pipeline prospecting, because there's two fundamentals in this. And, you know, we spoke about this in one of our previous podcasts is having diversity in your your prospecting business or in your real estate business is important to make sure that your listing streams of properties that are coming in are coming in from multiple angles. Because if you're just relying on one source, when the marketplace tightens up for listings, if it's just expired, then there's not many of them. Um, but if the marketplace balloons and and it, and it takes a incredible turn, like we've seen, you know, over the past few months, is that then you've got this farm area that isn't producing as much or people aren't listing their properties as willingly because they know the marketplace is down a little bit more. So then you've got your expireds that you can you can fall back onto. Uh, however, you know, there's a multiple source, multiple sources of income streams, um, excuse me, listing streams that you can have being open houses, mail drops, all of that type of stuff. And Jason, you and I wanted to go through now versus pipeline prospecting today so that people understand what the difference is, is between those. Yeah, well, I think that it's important that we focus on having uh, both now prospecting, but we also have um, uh, nurtured prospecting as well. Oh. And we have a focus on both so that then you know that you're building your business because if you just focus on now business all mm. of the time, you're only ever going to have now business. You're going to have no growth. You're going to have no um, um, what's safe business in the future that's yeah. going to come to you. you know, well, well, safe is well, probably the wrong word. Safe isn't the word, but, but it, it's it's... It's a business where it's passive business. That's passive, what it is. That's the word. That's what I wanted. Passive business. You know, there, there is a common saying with amongst real estate agents and amongst real estate people. Full stop. It says nothing passive about real estate. You know, if you got hit by a bus tomorrow, Jace, okay, and couldn't work, okay, nothing would happen. Right, so there is nothing passive within your business, but tenure, long tenure of building relationships over a period of time. You know, Bob Wolf in our business is a prime example of this. You know, you know, it's funny how you go back and you deal with all of these great, great real estate agents, and you ask them, "Hey, show me your listing presentation." Remember, I sat down with one of the greatest real estate agents that's ever walked the planet, from my perspective in Australia, Mr. John McGrath. He's basically the real estate godfather um, in Australia. Um, and I sat down with him and I spent some money um, in the very beginning of my real estate career to sit down with him. And and, and I don't believe that it was a, a very good investment of my money. Um, but there was one thing that I, I took away from that meeting is that I asked him, well, can you show me your listing presentation, what you go through? He goes, well, Ben, I don't really have one anymore. I haven't done a listing presentation for the last you know 10 years. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, well, people now call me after my reputation that I've got amongst my area and the clients that I've built and the relationships I've built over a number of years. James Tostevin is another person that does what five million in GCI, one of the best agents in Australia. Okay, oh, yeah, it's like it might be even eight. Yeah. You know, he he just simply he, listing presentation uh, doesn't have one anymore because people call him and instead of saying hey James or hey John, can you come over and give me a listing presentation so I can sh- see this? Hey, can you come and list my home? Because it might be the fir- the second, third, fourth transaction, or it might be a referral that they've given. All of that type of stuff. So. Two factors of business being now and pipeline. It's broken up like this from my perspective that if you are a new agent, okay, you should be doing 50% now prospecting, 
50% pipeline nurturing from the people that you're meeting, okay? If you're an agent with 50 pipeline leads, okay, you should be doing 40% now prospecting and 60% pipeline. If you're an agent with 100 pipeline leads, 30% now prospecting, 70% pipeline prospecting, okay? And if you're an agent with in excess of 200 pipeline leads, you need to be doing 20% now prospecting and 80% pipeline prospecting. So what is the definition of a lead though, Jason? What is the definition of a pipeline lead, okay? It's not simply driving past the property, looking them up on wherever you look them up and I've got their number and I've got their name. No, a pipeline lead is defined by if a perfectly good stranger called that person and mentioned your name. So if I called somebody and said, hey there, my name is Ben Brady, I'm from Harcourts Real Estate. Do you know Jason Scott? They need to know who you are, but more importantly, what you do. I always used to define it where if, if I called somebody from my database or from my, my uh, information and they said, hey Jason, that's how they answered the phone. Hey, Jace, or something like that. Yeah. All right. They're good to go. They're, they're, they're a lead. They're a yep. pipeline lead and they're a warm client. How many contacts do you think that it takes before somebody knows exactly who you are uh, and what you do? To, 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 to have a relationship where they know and they're probably about 20, yeah. I think. So, so interesting, we did a study within our five offices. Um, uh, both of my business partners were extremely older than me and one of them was a really analytical type of guy and something that I didn't appreciate at the time and thought that we were throwing money against the wall and it just wasn't sticking. Um, he created what he called an R&D department, research and development, which I don't believe it was. It was just two people crunching numbers all day, um, just making sure that we knew what were the better parts of our business and where it was easier for us to focus and where were the, the real dollar productive activities. So, uh, for example, we wanted to know how many um, contacts we needed to have before a perfectly good stranger would allow a real estate agent to let go into their property and let them do a listing appointment or give them advice about their property. Now, the classifications that we used were they saw, um, they saw, your, uh, saw your name on a flyer, um, they saw an email from you, you door knock them, a face-to-face interaction, you know, a few call, di- call yep. a, um, a, a sold sign, sure. all of these things that we used as classifications and we found on an average, now this is applicable for Southeast Queensland, Australia, nor might not be applicable for the US, we found that there were 24 points of contact that you had, had to have on average with an individual so that, uh, well, with a perfectly good stranger for them to allow you the opportunity to walk into their front door and give them advice about their biggest asset. Because you've got to Remember, you are a perfectly good stranger, and if you're not following them up, you know more than 24 points of contact. Then, you know, the reality is, is that why would I allow you to come into my come into my home? You know, 24 points of contact. Sometimes you don't have to be there physically in front of them. However. They can just see you doing business, your open house signs with your name on them, your sold signs, all of those type of things to build that you know, reputation um, so that therefore that can be passive business. That's pipeline business. Now, it's pipeline that you don't know about and you can't nurture, but it's stuff that you need to consider. Okay, um, so let's define what are the activities that are now prospecting, Jace, and the activities that are pipeline prospecting. Mm-hmm. Okay, because it, it's funny, to, to give you an example, um, if I said you an open house, okay, what would you um, what would you say that that type of prospecting is? Because most people would revert back to and say, no, it's now prospecting. You're meeting people that are out there doing real estate. I would say it's pipeline, okay, or a mix of both. Because I think, I think it's both. Because I think that you can meet a buyer first and foremost, which only is not only applicable to that particular home or yeah. another home that you could help them with, 
but oftentimes a buyer is also a now seller. Yeah. Um, they may or may not have come to that decision yet. They may be researching, and these are the questions that you need to ask. And, and, and again, we've done podcasts on this as far as open houses and getting information out of open house attendees. Yeah. Um, and so I'll leave that for you to look back and, and, and go in, into that podcast. But that is going to help you determine what is now and what is future. Anything that is not now, guys, is pipeline. Yeah. That's future business. Anything right. that is not now business, guess what that is? Pipe, there's no third category here. Yep. I'm not naturally a hoarder, okay? But the one thing I am a hoarder in, okay, mentally, is people's names, numbers, okay? I used to, so, so a great example is all properties that you conduct an open house in in Australia, you have to take down their names and numbers by law. Guys, if you should, you should be doing this fundamental pro, pro, um, principle in any of your auctions because it is a, a legally bounding um, requirement of you doing auctions, but also in your traditional real estate, I'd be asking for names and numbers as much as you possibly could. But also one of the key ingredients to that as well is that you're going through and saying to them, hey, your name, your phone number, but where do you live? What's your address? Now, if they don't feel comfortable giving that to you, say, oh, that's fine. I'm No problems. Don't mean to be intrusive, but are you local? Okay. If they're local, they would be getting a phone call from me with my follow-up much quicker than what anybody else would because they potentially are my future sellers. Now, you don't know if they own their property. You don't know if they don't, but still, it's a follow-up. They're driving past your signboard every day while Correct. you're active in that area. You would have received a flyer from you in that area. They would have received a seller from, uh, sorry, a letter from the seller potentially from that area. They may have received a street report from you in that area because you're active already there. And so you've, you've got a head start. You know, If you've got someone that's there, why would you go to the next suburb across yeah, yeah. and start working there? I mean, come on, guys. You've got a head start here. Absolutely. So guys, to give an example of now prospecting versus pipeline prospecting. Now prospecting is expired listings. It's as simple as that, okay? Now prospecting is dealing with people that you know are interested in real estate right now, okay? There's a little bit of now prospecting in your open houses, okay? Um, you know, there's there's a lot of now prospecting when you're, when you're uh, going and door knocking people and you're saying to them, Hi there, Ben Brady's my name. I'm from Harcourt's Real Estate just down the road. I've lifted, listed 35 Smith Street, um, our auction property. And we held it open on Saturday between one and three. We had 25 groups of people through the front door. Um, now, out of those 25 people, there are about five people that are interested. Um, the other 20 are still looking for something a little bit more particular in this neighborhood. Do you know of anybody looking at selling in the near future? That is now prospecting as well, okay? So anything where you're asking for business now or you're looking for business now is now prospecting. Now, a couple of the fundamental principles that you need to, be, uh, need to understand. If you are doing now prospecting, guys, okay, you are going to be dealing with the more difficult people, okay? You need to be sharp on your listing presentation, sharp on your objection handlers, sharp at every facet of your real estate business because if you are doing now prospecting, which most new people do, okay, they're not as sharp as what they need to be to be in this environment. And why are they not as sharp? Because you have no relationship with that person. And most of the time, if you're new, just doing now prospecting, you don't have any results to back that up. So these people, without that relationship, they're gonna wanna, you're gonna have to outperform your competitors incredibly hard. Not to mention the now prospecting with expired listings that's hide out in the open, guys. They're usually too high on price. They usually want a price cut. The houses aren't in the greatest location. So you need to be incredibly good at your job um, dealing with now business, okay? Um, pipeline prospecting, a good example of a pipeline uh, nurture process or pipeline prospect is with your open house um, names and numbers that you get with anybody that you meet in, meet out there in the general public is finding out where they live or where they're local. If they say they're local, you know, calling them up and letting them know. Ring, ring, ring. Jason picks up the phone. He's Hello. in my pipeline. Hi, Jason. It's Ben Brady. How are you? Good, Ben. How are you? I'm really good, mate. Just taking a quick moment of your time. Just wanted to let you know um, that a property sold at 123 Smith Street in Lagoon. 
Spoon and Agel. I believe that's oh. where you live. You said you were local when I met you at the Open. Yeah, I'm on Smith Street. I'm just oh, you are on down. Smith Street. Yeah. Okay. What's the exact number of you? I'm at 687. Okay, 687. I've driven past that place before. Okay, yeah. no problems. I just wanted to let you know... and. Just to stop there, guys. I've added that name and number into the database, a bit more information that I've procured now, okay? Now, um, now, Jace, just quickly, um, wanted to let you know that there was one on Smith Street that just sold for $555,000. It was a four-bedroom, two-bathroom, about 2,000 square feet. In Laguna Beach? Yeah, yeah, Laguna Niguel. Oh, sorry. Laguna yeah. Niguel. So, so um, would that property be similar or, or, or worse than yours? Uh, I don't know. I didn't. Uh, I can't really recall, to be honest. But um, yeah, we're, I think we're a little bit bigger. Okay, no problems. Hey, look, we just wanted to let you know that information, Jason, and and get you going with um uh, with that information so that you know what's going on. Hey, just quickly, no just to make sure that, and tell me if I'm being a little too intrusive here. Um, that price may have altered numbers in your area. Do you want me to pop in for fifteen minutes and just give you a price refresh on your property, no, what it might yeah. be worth? No, no, I appreciate the offer, but that's I'm fine. Good. No problems. Thanks very much. Hey, Jason, look forward to speaking to you in the future. Have a great day. Cheers. Bye. So as you can see guys, is that with that quick phone call in order to just give Jason a refresher, I'm top of mind awareness. Remember it's Ben Brady from Harcourts. He now knows what I do for a living. You know, if I do it a number of times when a property sells in Laguna Niguel, you know, back it up with some evidence that you can do in respect to a monthly report of properties that have sold in that area. You need to have the perception of listing and selling everything guys so yeah. that they that now you are the trusted person in real estate. When it sells, follow him up, all that kind of stuff, you know. Right. Relationship. How many times have you driven past the property in your area or where you live and you've the signs gone up and you go, oh, wow. You had everything. You had the names. You had the phone numbers. You had everything, okay? But they didn't call you. Why? Because you didn't have the relationship and you didn't nurture them in your pipeline. The gold is in the pipeline, guys. There are so many trainers worldwide that always talk about the pipeline. Um, the gold is in the pipeline. If you want a passive business in the future where people know who you are and know what you do and they see you as an absolute value proposition to them. Absolutely. Guys, look forward to continuing the prospecting series with you. Um, enjoy the rest of the day and look forward to you in tuning in to another episode of Rethink Real Estate soon. Thanks.